You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message, it is never too late to believe. It is never too late to believe. Remember, we serve the invincible God of power and might. Invincible God, the God that we cannot see but a God that's powerful. Jesus said, all things are possible. In Mark 9 verse 23, he said, if you believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to the person, the man, the woman can believe. Paul in Philippians 4 verse 13 Very well-known scripture, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who is Christ? Christ is the word that became flesh. We could see his glory. So all things are possible through the word by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, get ready to move some mountains. What do we have to believe? What do we have to believe for all things to be possible? You have to believe in the complete work upon the cross. Jesus said, it's finished, it's done. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, the word that strengthens me. Remember, in this word, in this Bible, there's salvation power. There's healing power. There's deliverance power, redemption, salvation, breakthrough, whatever we need. Jesus died on the cross for all fundamental problems. He sent his word and he healed them. Turn to the person next to you and say there's healing in God's word. Tell them there's deliverance in God's word. Family, sometimes you can sit here and you think, it's too late. It is never too late to believe. Whatever you are trusting God for, by His Word, through His Spirit, God can do it. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not too late. The Bible teaches us in Hebrews 11 verse 6, That without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those that come to him should believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, By grace we have been saved through faith. By grace you have been saved through faith. Not by our good works. This is the gift of God. Galatians 3 verse 14. The blessings of Abraham can come upon us, the Gentiles, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit through faith. Can you see here the importance of faith? To believe? James 5 verse 15 says, it's the prayer of faith that will heal the sick. So salvation is through faith, 
You receive the Holy Spirit through faith, healing through faith. This is good news. The power of faith. Turn to the person next to you, say it's not too late to believe. Tell them again, say it's not too late to believe. What kind of faith am I talking about? I'm talking about faith that comes from the regenerated spirit of man. Can you see the importance to be born again? Can you see the importance to be born again? Family, listen to me. With the help of the Holy Spirit, it's never too late to believe because the Holy Spirit will affect your prayers. The Holy Spirit will start to affect your life. You cannot run from the Holy Spirit. The psalmist said, where can I go from your spirit? How can I flee from your presence? Just think about it. The Holy Spirit is aware of where you are right now. He knows exactly what you are going through. Whatever you are asking God, Ephesians teaches us that God is ready to do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever we could ask Him, whatever we could dream, whatever we could think. Do you know what it, that means? It's never too late for you to become the best you. It's never too late for you to become the best you. With the help of the Holy Spirit, making God's word the standard for your life. There are many doctors, many accountants, many engineers, whatever your profession. Maybe you're a housewife, doesn't matter, nurse, teacher. But you have to be one with a difference, and the difference is the Holy Spirit. Even people that studied before you, got involved in the business before you. The Bible teaches us those that are first will be last and those that are last will be first. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you'll become the first among equals. Because the Holy Spirit will help you. That's the difference. Whenever you have to apply, looking for a job, don't let fear grip your heart. You are a very scarce type. When you're an accountant, when you're a teacher, when you're a housewife, when you're a doctor, with the power of the Holy Spirit, very scarce type. They'll very quickly see. If you're a doctor, you can diagnose with the help of the Holy Spirit. When you're a teacher, you can teach with the help of the Holy Spirit. If you're a housewife, looking after your children, to be a mother with the help of the Holy Spirit, a father with the help of the Holy Spirit. That we can teach our children, train them in the way of grace and not the law. God will always do more than what you can ask, what you can think. There are many doctors, there are many presidents, accountants, teachers, there's even many pastors. But are you one with a difference? It's never too late to believe so that God can do what he wants to do. What is it that God has placed in your heart 
that you've been delaying for years. When people see the Spirit of God on the inside of you, they'll comment on it. They said about the disciples, they perceived that they'd been with Jesus. What did the Pharaoh say about Joseph? This man has the Spirit of God on the inside of him. Joshua and Caleb has a different spirit on the inside. This is what it's all about. Faith that comes from the regenerated spirit of man. Because you are born from above, you are linked up with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Turn to the person next to you say, it's not too late to believe. Tell them again, say, it's not too late to believe. You can be the best you with the help of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can look at a situation and we think, it's too late. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. You look at a situation and you think, oh my word, it's too late. It's too late. God came to Ezekiel, and he said, Ezekiel, do you think it's too late? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel 37. Are you there? Verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Can you see there's the Holy Spirit again? And set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. The observation of Ezekiel when he looked at the bones, they were very dry. He's saying this is a bad situation. Your problem, your situation might be pointing you towards death, failure, defeat. But God's word is pointing you towards life and life in abundance. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Ezekiel, is it too late to believe? And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Family, when you're looking at a situation from a natural point of view, and everything on the inside of you is shouting, it's too late. Wait for God's opinion about the situation. Your situation might be pointing you towards death, but God's word is pointing you towards life. Verse 4, again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to those bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. From a natural point of view, there's no hope. But God says, start to prophesy, start to speak to these bones. Whenever you face a difficult situation, 
dry bones plus the Spirit of God plus the Word of God brings life. Ezekiel, in his wisdom, said, God, you know. Dry bones plus the Spirit of God plus the Word of God brings life. Even when God created the earth, Genesis 1 verse 2, no form, void, darkness, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters plus the Word of God. God said, let there be light. And there was light. There was life. In whatever situation you are facing, make sure you have God's opinion about it. Family, this is the kingdom way. We confess what we believe. We don't confess what we see. When God said, let there be light, he was expressing faith in himself and not begging. He was not asking, he was not talking to any other God. Not looking for, he was expressing faith in himself, working together in unity. The Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. said, let us make man. The Godhead is always in agreement. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Always in agreement. Hebrews 9 verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ? Turn to the person next to you say, the blood of Christ. Who through the eternal spirit. Can you see the blood of Christ, the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. It's always working together. Acts 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Can you see? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Godhead. Tell all three of them every day, I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God the Father was more prominent. But when you read Psalm 8, it teaches us that Jesus was a master craftsman next to him while he was creating. So God the Father was more prominent, but it was the Spirit moving all over the earth. Jesus, an artist. The New Testament, when it started, when Jesus came to this earth, Jesus is more prominent. But he still, he says, I don't do anything unless I see my Father doing it. But everything he did, he did in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus went back to heaven, the Holy Spirit came. So now the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us, anointing us to do what we have to do. But Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father now in my name, I will do it. How? To the working of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter. All good things Jesus did. When he was healing, when he was delivering, he did it in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to ask you a question. Are you doing the good that God has empowered you to do? Because the anointing is there for a purpose. It's not just for you to have goosebumps or to look good, but it's there to help other people. The purpose of God empowering us is for His name to be glorified in us and through us. The strengths that God has given you, what He's anointed you with, is there to strengthen the body of Christ. To help others in the same way Jesus helped them. Remember Acts 1 verse 8. You will receive power, then go and witness. Sometimes we want to witness without receiving power. We want to do things without receiving power. All Christian service should be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you using what God has anointed you, empowered you, blessed you with to advance the kingdom of God? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not too late to use your gift for the kingdom of God. This book of Ezekiel, when you read it, it's a warning. You can see there's a lot of frustration, a lot of questions. I mean, we have to ask ourselves, have we become a nation, an adulterous nation, that have turned our hearts away from God? I mean, all we have to do to qualify for that is to say, God, we love you, but we love other things as well. We value things in our hearts more than what we value God. When we start to combine God's strength with other things. Ezekiel 14 verse 3. It's never too late to believe. It's time for us, if we say we're going to believe, to look at our own hearts. God was saying, I'm looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Looking for somebody to take responsibility to start to pray. To start to declare the word of God. Remember Ezekiel 37, where God was speaking to Ezekiel and saying, Can these dead bones live? He'd gone through this whole process of preparing his heart. God is looking for a people that will once again come and distinguish between what is holy and unholy. Do you believe that God has made you holy? That you are royal priesthood? Certain things that are holy. Sometimes we treat things like they're common, but they're holy. Whenever God is involved, personally involved, it's holy. God said the Sabbath is holy. He said, you, my people, you're holy. The marriage union is holy. The tithe is holy. But as when people started lifting up their hearts, they increased in riches, increased in beauty, they moved away from God because they thought it was their ability, their strength. In the book of Ezekiel, people were saying, God is not fair. Have you had a not fair moment in the last 18 months? Don't raise your hand. God, how's this fair? God is busy with a plan to take us from where we are to where God wants us to be. 
turn to the person next to you say, it's not too late to believe. Turn with me in your Bibles to Ezekiel 33, verse 31. Here's the warning for us as a church. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. If we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. When you look at the situation, it almost seems hopeless. All of Ezekiel, when you're reading the book, is talking to Israel, the nation, the type of the church. They're frustrated. They're in bondage. They're asking all these questions. God says, I'm about to change things. Go to Ezekiel 34, verse 26. I love this. I will make them and the place all around my hill, that's the church, a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. What did Jesus say in Matthew 16, verse 18? I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Upon this rock, I will build my church. The church is the reservoir of God's power. If I believe on my own, I can accomplish this much. But if I've got one believer with me, one puts a thousand to fly to ten thousand. And God says, here is what I'm going to do to bring change. We don't change things on the outside. We have to change things on the inside. Turn to the person that you say, are you ready for change? Ask them again, say, are you ready for change? Look at Ezekiel 36, verse 26. Just before God spoke to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, he says, can these dead bones live? He says the following. He says, I will give you a new heart. Who of you need a new heart? Who of you have been offended in the past week, in the past year? says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Family, we change from the inside out. Can you see the need to be born again? Even the change that we need in this nation from the inside out. Can you see the need to be born again? For the heart of stone to become a heart of flesh, you must be born again. You have to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. Now we can go into this world, we can go into South Africa, bring change. It's never too late to believe. We have to move from being convinced, serving God with our minds, to being born again.
faith from a regenerated spirit that can believe. God, give me a new heart. Place within me a new spirit. Now we can have a new South Africa. To start to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. To forgive as Christ has forgiven us. To be born again, you need the Holy Spirit. This is a tough call. Who have you been wronged? Unfairly treated. Disappointments. Harm. God wants to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not too late to believe. Tell them again, say, it's not too late to believe. Family, listen to me. Even to worship God like what we did this morning, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. In John 4, Jesus said, the Father is looking for, he's seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And if it's not spirit, it's not truth. So it's nothing. Those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So even to worship God, you need the Holy Spirit. The good news is, it's not too late for you to be a true worshiper of the Father. It's not too late for you to step into that which God has called you to do. It's the Holy Spirit leads us as He empowers us to do things. I want to give a personal testimony. You know, God empowers us to do good. At a stage, God had laid this assignment on my heart and I just entered into it and wanting to do good. Not something that I told people about. Maybe some people saw it, but I was just busy with the assignment. And then I met with a man of God. And he said, are you doing this? I said, yes, be busy with this. What else are you doing? I said, I'm doing this. I'm helping with this. Trying to do this and this. And he was listening, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, it's not too bad what we are doing, you know. And after I'd shared everything that we are busy with, he was looking at me like intently, and I, I could sense there was something on his heart. Um, and I said, is there anything else that you want me to do? In my mind, I was thinking, I'm doing everything. I'm actually thinking, I'm not doing too bad. I said, is there anything else that you want me to do? And he said, yes. I said, what? He said, just do more. And I said, wow. And that was a profound moment in my life. That whenever I start doing good in the power of the Holy Spirit as God has assigned us, I always ask myself, what is the just do more that I can do in this situation? Because the mistake that we make is we start comparing ourselves to others around us and what they are doing. And we think we're okay. But God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all, helping all. 
what is the more that you can do that you've been holding back? You know, for the widow with the two mites, it was giving those two cents. Nobody noticed it. Nobody saw it. Matter of fact, most of the people around her probably looked down at her. But Jesus was the one who saw. She gave her last two cents. She gave what her life depended upon. For the woman with the alabaster jar of perfume, it was giving a year's salary. The disciples criticized and said, we could sell this and feed the poor. Jesus said, you don't know what she's busy with. She's anointing me for my burial. She's anointing me for the challenges that lies ahead. You think she's busy with nothing. She's helping my kingdom. Jesus, in both cases, commended these ladies because they believed in what they were doing. They believed they were advancing the kingdom of God. So every time now, I always ask myself, what is the just do more? Turn to the person next to you and say, that's very challenging. Sometimes you'll find yourself, Belinda and myself, this is the way that we live. Even this past weekend, we were discussing certain things that we're trusting God for. Said, God, we're trusting you for this and this and this. And then we said, you know what? But before any of those things that just do more, where is it? What is it that we're going to help somebody else before we help ourselves? You don't have to say amen. You can say aina. But this is the gospel. You know what the Bible teaches us in the book of Mark 10, verse 29? So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, there's no one who's left the house or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. It doesn't matter if it's the two cents of the widow, the two mites, or a big offering. Whatever you leave or you sacrifice for my name and the kingdom, Jesus said in this lifetime, you'll get your hundredfold return. So we can do these things with a happy heart. Sometimes we hold back because we think what I'm giving the two cents, what difference can it make? I spoke to somebody a while back. They were going through a tough time in their business, and I gave them a word that God will bring restoration. And they told me afterwards when they only had 100 rand to give, 150 rand to give, or 50 rand to give, they were asking themselves, is it going to make a difference? I want to tell you, the two cents that the widow gave made a difference. It got Jesus' attention. If that 50 rand or that 5 rand or that 10 rand or that year's salary in the case of the woman with alabaster jar, that just do more that you are departing with, Jesus is aware of it. Never think your two cents does not make a difference. Go and do more. She was giving what her life depended upon. It's recorded in the Word of God for all of us to read. Not just past generations, but future generations. It's not too late to believe. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not too late to believe.
How do we believe? We believe when we love God above all. We believe when we love God above all. How do we love God above all? When you start taking your focus off material things, possessions, and you see Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. When you look beyond these natural things, that's how we do it. What did Jesus say to Peter? Peter, do you love me more than all of these things? This is the question. When we say we believe God, it will always start with, do you love God? Do you love me more than all of these things? And it was from that love relationship, him loving God started overflowing to people. Now we can meet the needs of the people. Whatever sacrifice you've made, it's not too late. God is aware of what you've done. And he's given us a promise of a hundredfold return in this lifetime. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not too late to believe. Tell them it's not too late to do good. Remember, the last can be first and the first can be last. The last can be first and the first can be last. Sacrifices made for the sake of God's name and the gospel, you'll have a hundredfold return in this lifetime. It's never too late to believe. There's always hope for those who place their hope in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand to your feet. We're going to activate your faith now. Amen. Are you ready for that? Let me hear you pray. Say, oh Lord, increase my capacity to believe in Jesus' name. Pray it again. Say, Lord, increase my capacity to believe. I know it's not too late to believe. Increase my capacity to believe, oh Lord. Open my heart to your faith. Open my heart to your Holy Spirit. Open my heart to your word. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Pray it again. Say, Lord, open my heart to your faith. Open my heart to your Holy Spirit. Open my heart to your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Place within my heart a genuine desire for your word and for your holiness. In Jesus' mighty name, teach me, O Lord, to give into every good thing. Precious Father, give me a vision of my good future that will impart into me the strength to endure until the end. In Jesus' mighty name, grant unto me a prophetic picture of my good future that will impart into me the strength to endure until the end. Precious Father, I thank you for lifting me up every time I stumble. Thank you, precious Father, for lifting me up 
every time I stumble. Thank you for not allowing my enemies to triumph over me. I cancel every appointment with failure and setback. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. I declare, Lord, light over my situation. I declare light over my situation. I declare light over my situation. And I say, Lord, I shall not fear. The Lord is the light of my salvation. I shall not fear. He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. Defeat and failure are things of the past. Faith is something I have because of what Jesus Christ has done. I shall not fear. He is my strength. He is my shield. He is my protection. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters, O oh Lord. Let your blood speak for them. Let your mercy speak for them. Let your favor speak for them. Stretch forth your mighty right hand, O oh Lord, and cause the light of your favor to shine upon all their ways, expelling all shades of darkness. Take your sons and your daughters from where they are to where you want them to be. Increase their capacity to believe, O oh Lord. And we declare over their situation, it's not too late to believe, O oh Lord. But we make a decision to declare your word in Jesus' mighty name. To prophesy over any person's situation right now, O oh Lord. To cause the breath of your life to enter into their situation. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon your people, your church, and empower us. Put an end to everything that's not of you, O Lord. Strengthen our ankles and our knees to run this race for you, O Lord. And we give you praise for that. We thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you right there where you are to put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth, and I believe with all my heart, that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. You may take your seat. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, God has forgiven you all your sins. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you into the promised land. Amen. So I want to encourage you to grow in the things of the Lord. You have to be part of a living church. The living church is the reservoir of God's power. So if you've prayed the prayer here, we want to take responsibility for you to train you in the things of the Lord. If you're from far, 
Go find the living church and get involved there and serve there. Just go do more. Amen. Go serve and be part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Has your faith been lifted? Are you ready to believe? Do you know it's not too late to believe? Hallelujah. This message really challenged me, and I hope it's challenged you, that it's not too late to believe. Things to change in this nation so that this will be a nation that will serve God, worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.